It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot of talk about one of the interviews in the Sunday Times, courtesy of John Mooney, and John is available to have a conversation uh, with us. Uh, John, good morning. Good morning. Uh, John, this interview with the representatives of the the new IRA, you um, have been seeking this interview for a while and speaking to them at a time when they've been having criticism and indeed vitriol and hatred directed at them from all roads and directions. Well, yeah, we, we, uh, like I've been writing about republicanism and uh, dissident republicanism for uh, two decades now. Um, so uh, I suppose we, we, that group had become uh, more active um, in recent months and we had uh, an interest in talking to them. I, th- I think they're slightly different to what's went before um, in terms of dissident paramilitaries. I think they're... Um, probably uh, uh, a little leaner, if that's the right word, uh, than what went before. I think they might be uh, more political. Um, so we had we, an interest in talking to them and, again, putting uh, questions to them about uh, the type of activity they're involved in. Well, we know from last week the sort of activity they're involved in. They, they yeah. kill young women and they'll, they'll kill anyone who, who gets in their way. Are, are they all former provosts or are they a new breed of terrorist? I think it's a mixture of people that are getting involved in this. I think that they are uh, people that have been involved in Republican paramilitarism for a long time. Uh, decades in some cases but I do think and this would be uh, something that as a citizen I suppose I, I'd be you, you, you can't help but worry about that there's a lot of young people or there are, sorry should I say there are young people getting involved in this there are people that um, you would wonder why they're getting involved in uh, political violence uh, and paramilitarism um, because they didn't grow up in the troubles um, but I think they may have familial uh, connections into uh, uh, Republican backgrounds and that kind of thing. But they, to all intents and purposes, uh, I think in some pockets of their, their support base or some of their members are young people that would have grown up in a post-troubles environment in Northern Ireland. And I think what's slightly different about this group is that they're getting they're, they, 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 when, it, when I spoke to them um, 
obviously as a journalist, you, you put questions to people and you kind of say there is zero public support for this, like none. There, you know, um, the PSNI is uh, accepted by the majority of the community in Northern Ireland. Uh, there are issues in Northern Ireland, as we, we all know, um, but... There, there is no uh, support for for uh, uh, terrorism or Republican violence in whatever shape or form uh, it comes. And what I thought was interesting was that they readily accepted this. They also readily accepted that, that anything they do is not going to... Um, you know, somehow bring about a united Ireland or anything like that, but that they felt that it was important to preserve an IRA structure, to have it there, um, and to continue with some sort of campaign for symbolic reasons. And it's been a while, I haven't, well, I haven't heard any paramilitary organisation ever said that they accepted that they couldn't um, um, advance their aims through the use of violence. And this is really for symbolism and propaganda and everything else that they were doing that. Um, they did, they, they, they were quite, I think what, what the other thing that kind of struck me about them was, is that they're getting involved or they, they see themselves as being involved in other areas which are quite legitimate, such as issues got to do with housing, um, capitalism, globalisation, that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, they're quite sincere um, issues that a lot of young people feel very strongly about, and quite rightly so, such as the environment and everything else. And I, I would suspect that they, they may be kind of branching off into that type of um, activity, or they, they may do at some later stage. So I, I, th I think they're slightly different sort of their political outlook is very different to what's went before them. The, the other thing that was was interesting about them was it's that I started documenting the dissident republicanism really in 1997 when the IRA split that time, which led to the formation of what became known as the real IRA. And throughout the, the various splits and incarnations, that kind of thing that's went on in those two decades, I haven't really heard... Um, uh, sort of any kind of articulate uh, political views that they, from anyone that was involved in this. I, you know, you, you would meet people um, that were involved in this type of activity. They had these very fundamental views about everything and, and uh, there was no kind of um, sort of a, a outlook. It was very an internal kind of outlook. This lot are slightly different. They were very. They, they, I, I was kind of a bit taken aback with some of their uh, uh, their understanding, maybe British politics, what was going on. Of course, Brexit is a, is a major issue and an opportunity, as they said for themselves, um, uh, to, because they, they see Brexit as something that's re-emphasising the presence of a border. Although it's a paradox to them because they, they are anti-European and and everything else got to do with that, and and they, what they see as a federal Europe. But the fact that they were having those type of conversations, it was getting away from the type of, I suppose, tuggish impression that you, you, you sometimes would have got, particularly in recent years, of the type of people that were involved in this and paramilitarism. You make, 
you make it sound to some extent like as if some of them are very intelligent uh, people. And just let's take the, 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 young, the young ones, first of all. Uh, some of those issues about capitalism or anti-capitalism, socialist issues, housing, uh, what, what, whatever is on the tips of maybe a young person's uh, tongue yeah. or what, what might be uh, driving them to become involved in, in politics or in a political movement. Those opportunities are available through parties that aren't wed to violence. So what, what, what is it about the new IRA that attracts young people to the, 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 the opportunity to fire bullets in the dark or to set off bombs? What is it about those people who are the, the puppeteers, who most likely are former uh, provosts? What, what, what is it about those people that can convince the 17, 18 and 19-year-olds of 2019 that this is a, a worthwhile undertaking? Well, I, I think it's important to put things in context. I don't think there's large amounts of people getting involved in this. I don't, I don't think that at all. And I think that would be completely wrong to say or even suggest. I think where uh, that type of thing becomes really dangerous is... Um, uh, the environment and everything else is a massive, massive issue now and it's going to become a massive issue going forward and it's probably uh, uh, in the next 10 years uh, going to be probably the single greatest um, uh, problem facing society. We, we Politicians are ignoring us at the moment, but 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 that issue is coming. The, the, I suppose when you when you get that sort of the best way you almost describe it is is political alienation, where people have feelings about various types of matters, um, uh, that, and they don't see constitutional politics as working. People sometimes get involved in, in activities that that are against the law, and that that's. That just ha- doesn't happen in this sort of scenario. That happens um, right across the world, and it is happening right across the world. It's just maybe not so much documented at the moment because it's a, it's a kind of new phenomenon, so it's not on college courses and everything else to any great degree. But but I, I think yeah, I, I, there's, there's a couple of things that I think that's really, really people should be very conscious of with this type of activity. And with these type of groups, number one, that you need we need kind of stand back and look at what's happening in Northern Ireland and the message that that sends out. We have uh, the, when people say that you know the the, the fact that there's no. Um, uh, sort of uh, politicians in Stormont and the Assembly isn't functioning and that doesn't really make a difference. It absolutely does because this has been repeatedly mentioned by these groups that Stormont is a failure and the proof of this is in the pudding or the proof of the pudding is in the eating insofar that uh, there's no politicians turning up. They're happy enough to get paid um, but quite clearly there's not even a need for it. So that proves that in their Argument that they, that this is a complete failure and hasn't really achieved anything. With Brexit, if you look at the sort of the underlying issues that are going on there, um, you have this kind of, I suppose, uh, uh, re-emphasis of the border. There's talks about checks. I mean, most people uh, on both sides of the border get along about their daily lives. Uh, These sort of issues are something of the past, thankfully, and everything else. But suddenly there's a debate about this and there's concern and there's uncertainty. Then if you look at what's happening in parts of the border at the moment, take the ATM robberies as a 
is a classic example of this. There's criminal gangs going around robbing uh, hundreds of thousands of pounds in euros from ATM machines, almost like in a lawless sort of way um, where this is going on unabated and affecting people's lives in terms of their ability to get cash and everything else at the weekend. So when you have that sort of feeling, you have these sort of groups that are extremists in their views, they're fundamentalists and they're encouraging this type of activity to young people. That, I think that's a dangerous, dangerous mix. Now, I, I could be completely wrong with this, but but I, internationally, if you look at those sort of issues arising and sort of the 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 the, 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 the response to it, 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 it poses all sorts of difficulties. Now, you fast forward maybe um, uh, say two years down the line, Republican violence tends to follow a certain sort of course. Um, in terms of it, it's, it can start off with protests that quickly turns into civil disobedience and has the potential to turn into violence. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. If you look at the IRA, and not as an organization, but maybe as a psychology or a philosophy, in other words, that it's okay to use violence to achieve your political objectives, you get that, that throughout its history, um, and say, and I think sometimes it's useful not to look at the organisations, but look at maybe the political uh, view and that extremist view behind it. They've always kind of came to the fore at times where there's other issues that are quite sincere and genuine going on, and they kind of surgically almost touch themselves to them and take advantage of the situation. And then sometimes there's people that feel very strongly about those issues. Um, get wrapped up into to, to different matters. So I think, I'm not saying that there's kind of a coming anarchy or anything like that. I'm not saying that at all. I don't think under any circumstances both governments would allow uh, a situation to develop in any way that, you know, I often hear people saying that, you know, going to draw us back into troubles. That's never going to happen. But what you could see is the potential of people uh, getting involved in type of activities 
because there is the kind of problems developing in the background that that are not being sort of treated in a holistic way and being kind of treated almost as um, uh, you know separate incidents and there's no kind of um, probable um, uh, there's no there's no one standing back and kind of saying to yourself like what message are are we sending out to young people who are sitting back watching this like I mean even the language that politicians in Northern Ireland are using at the moment. Um, some of it is not really being sensitive to the other communities uh, or, or people that may have different political uh, uh, views of them. And again, you, you have the, the looming issue with Brexit, with the type of language that's been used by the Irish and British governments, who are openly critical of each other now these days, and opposition parties and everything else. So. I, I would be always conscious of this sort of thing and I, and I, I think that is where groups like the new IRA um, you know that, that they can get people um, that feel maybe not the most supportive of constitutional politics being certainly sympathetic to their views or maybe understanding it and that's a very dangerous thing to allow to happen What about those who say that their description of the new IRA would be entirely different from how you're describing them. And we should keep in mind that you've been studying them, you've been interviewing them, you've been analysing them, you've been uh, following them, liaising with them to some extent over the the last number of months. But there, there are people who, when they think of Brexit, would suggest that those within the new IRA could possibly fail in the spelling of the word Brexit. They certainly wouldn't understand what Brexit is really about. When it comes to ATM thefts, they would believe that the the new IRA are part and parcel of the gangs who are stealing the ATMs and they would believe that the criminal gangs who exist across all of Ireland are hand in hand with the, the new IRA. What, what do you say to, to those who describe them like that? Well, it, 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 there, there could be an element of truth to that. I mean, uh, I'm actually studying uh, the, the, sort of these groups uh, sort of academically at the moment, and right, they're not unique. Right across the world, um, these groups exist in post-conflict situations, and uh, you know, it's the same. Like, it, it, it's kind of a new. There's a kind of a strange acceptance of this sort of uh, these groups as in uh, Ireland and on the Isle of Ireland in some ways. But, I mean, groups that are involved in uh, this type of activity have to finance themselves. And traditionally, in the provisional IRA and all the loyalist paramilitary groups are the exact same thing, um, that they would have people who are involved in that are also involved in crime. I think uh, this group has... Uh, certainly the police believe and they themselves are maintaining that they have sort of got rid of the more tuggish elements um, from their ranks but that that in no way should be seen in any way to legitimise anything they're involved in the the act of terrorism and republican violence are offences and it's not okay uh, to engage in this but they make the distinction themselves between uh, that type of violence and offending and uh, say what they would perceive to be antisocial activities such as drug dealing and that kind of thing. Um, in terms of the ATMs, I th- certainly you know around the border they're criminal groups. Uh, they may be well making, passing on money to dissident paramilitaries but, but I, I haven't seen proof of that um, just yet but uh, the, the, uh, like I'm a security correspondent I, I deal with this stuff. I, 
I think both the PSNI and the guards are of the opinion or sort of all the intelligence they have would suggest that they're kind of criminal groups rather than paramilitary. But I mean, there are paramilitaries um, uh, earning tens of millions uh, each year from smuggling activities and that type of uh, 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 offending as well. I, I, that, that's not even up for debate. Uh, like I've, I've made documentaries on that myself and expose some of the people involved in that. And finally, John, considering what happened last week, the murder of Lyra McKee, considering the heartache that we've all been through and considering the image of the new IRA at this present moment in time, would it be your understanding that we should be worried, we should be concerned of them doing something in the near future that takes the spotlight off that killing and puts it on to some other action that they've taken what would have been in the past called some form of spectacular that they might be planning. Would you be worried about that? Well, I, I don't know is, 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 is the short answer. I think they are not as uh, well equipped as maybe people think they are. I think that they, they just explained that the dissident, the landscape of Republican paramilitarism is very, very messy and unclear. You have various groupings who are like almost like independent, independent groupings of people that have access to weapons, money. They have the intent to carry out uh, Republican violence. And uh, then there are others that aren't so well equipped who would have a far more sort of serious intention to carry out that type of activity. So it's a very, very sort of broad church of people. And then you have sort of this group that uh, uh, another analyst will disagree with me, but, but I think that they're drawing people from that community of, of dissidents to their ranks. And I think they're, they're kind of solidifying their own internal structures, okay? So if you look at the kind of activities, they've, the, 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 the acts that they've engaged in, say, since... December or say January the 1st, okay? We had that uh, car bomb attack in Derry that was carried out by very young men that were in their 20s, uh, maybe a little bit younger, um, and that involved two gas canisters with a very crude timing per unit uh, attached to it. It was a miracle that people were not killed in that, but we all saw the footage of a group of young teenagers passing by on a Saturday night, which is, uh, uh, you know, uh, for some of us that were around for the Oma bombing and saw the, the sort of uh, awful carnage that that caused, um, you could you, you could imagine the sort of scenario that we, that some families could have been facing if that d- device had exploded um, uh, earlier. But in saying that, you've got to remember that that thing didn't contain commercial explosives or anything like that. So that would suggest to me that they either don't have uh, the ability to build those sort of big truck bombs, the type of thing that the provisional IRA built, um, or that that they're they're gone back to very basic uh, bomb-making techniques um, to avoid being caught. And then, sort of, if you look at, say, the the little parcel bombs, the letter bombs that they sent to the UK, they are um, not easy to manufacture, but they're not difficult either, but they were more symbolic in the nature. They could have caused a fire in one of the postal sorting offices or something like that, or they could have given someone very, very burns as they, bad burns as they opened them. But it certainly 
wouldn't uh, be something that uh, would, would uh, in terrorism parlance, um, you know, be described in any way as a significant thing. In, in that awful murder of one of our colleagues uh, in Derry, um, they would maintain that that, that that was an accident that happened. Of course, when you fire a gun at people or a crowd of people, you're liable to hit someone. Um, but it wasn't something I, I don't think intentionally that they were targeting. Uh, I have no doubt they were targeting the police, but I don't think they were targeting a journalist. So in terms of... Um, the, you know what, what what their intentions are, what they're going to do. I think this group are under horrendous pressure at the moment. I think they are probably wary of doing something that is going to cause an absolute uh, a robust response from both the Irish and British governments um, uh, that would see them all being jailed. Because as as one of them said to me, they wouldn't see a situation where anyone would care if all of their the membership were rounded up and placed in jail um, uh, there, uh, there, there would be no public sympathy or even campaign to, to you know, organise fair procedures or to ensure that happens for them so they're acutely aware of the fact that they don't have much support um, and that they don't have um, sort of uh, uh, any sort of uh, community support of any significance uh, in the in the communities in which they're operating in. So I'm not sure about that. I, if you're asking me for my opinion, and, and I'm completely open to correction on this because it's very, very difficult to tell, um, I think what Northern Ireland uh, could see and possibly Britain is a kind of a different type of terrorist campaign that happens intermittently where something could be, you know, and, and I don't mean this to excuse it or, or lessen the impact it is, but maybe, you know, a, a something sort of attacks that maybe have a less impact such as these letter bomb type things or something like that or maybe arson attacks I, I just don't know over a protracted period of time rather than something that is going to be sort of seen a terrorist type attack every day every week or something like that but but that's only a sense that I have okay. I, I, I actually don't know John I really appreciate your time this morning John Mooney from the Sunday Times who's been speaking to the leadership of the new IRA. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.